Awesome. Hey, we're going to get stuck into the Word, but before we do, I talked about the refresh theme, and today we're actually going to focus on prayer. Now, who here wants their life transformed? Transformed. Okay, today I'm going to give you the keys to the thing that will transform your life the most. The one thing that will transform your life more than anything else you could ever possibly do. Prayer is that key. Prayer is the one thing. Now, a little bit of context before we dive into a story because you know I'm going to start with a story, but a little bit of context. The purpose of the Bible. The purpose of the Bible is to reveal God's character to us. It's not just words or just stories, but the Bible is our way of getting an introduction and all the way through to a full exposition of who God is. It is God showing us who He is as Jesus, God, as Holy Spirit, to say, this is who I am, now have a relationship with me. The Bible is so powerful, but it is also not the, not the only step. The Bible is, it can feel, when we read it, a little bit distant because it's words on a page. I want to explain today that that's not the case, but that God also wants on top of that a relationship with you. It's in order to reveal His character. If you read the Bible, it's not empty, but it's meant to be done with prayer on top. It's meant to be done with worship on top. It's meant to be in relationship with God. We see all throughout Scripture, again and again and again, God speaking to ordinary men, women and children and having real relationships friendships with them. He wants to have a relationship with you today. Two-way relationship. He wants to speak to you and He wants you to speak to Him. It's a two-way relationship. This is not new. This is what the whole Bible was pointing towards. I've got a friend and I won't name him because I really hope he's watching the live stream. Who years ago, uh, now, how long have I been in my current job? Let's, let's call it 10 years probably. Years ago, he asked me, I've read the Bible and I don't understand the context and can you talk me through it? I want to read it again and I want to read it end to end. Man, not of faith, you know, not, not any kind of religion, doesn't go to church, doesn't, nothing, just, just kind of exploring. And I said to him, when you read it, remember that it is God's love letter and introduction to mankind. And as you read it, you will see that that's the case. You'll see as you read through Genesis, Exodus, that it's God trying to have a relationship with man and man stuffing it up. And he recently messaged me and said, hey man, I need, I need some more. And so I guided him to some resources in order to be able to do this with prayer and vision. And maybe you might've planted a seed with someone 10 years ago and it's taken that long to see any result or maybe you haven't seen any result. I didn't hear from him for 10 years about it. And here we are last week, hopefully the next step for him. God wants that relationship with you and he'll chase it for decades if he has to. So I'm gonna give you a few examples, a few stories about how God can transform you through prayer, right? So, Three really quick examples. 
one of the the most amazing times in my life, and I and I'm going to say this so that I have to commit to it because I've said it from the platform. I'm going to do it again. Is a, a few years ago I went away to just spend a weekend with God, to just sit and pray and worship and spend a weekend with God, and I wrote down everything that God said to me and everything that you know, like like a conversation notes, like a script. I wrote it down, and I often go back to it to see what God showed me and what's happened. But in that weekend, that, that relationship was strengthened so, so much. Husbands, wives, you know when you go away for a weekend, your relationship comes back stronger, or at least it should. You know, it's, it's not, uh, <laughs> not always the case, but it should. Depends if you've got the kids or not. But that, conversa- that, that conversation that I had with God, for those few days, has fueled me and refreshed me for so many years now. The second one is that whilst we were away at conference last year in July, God started to show Megan and I over, the, over that few days different words that were going to come true in the next five years, different things that were going to happen within the next five years. And that has helped set the vision of our church and what we're going to do. And that's helped set... It's not, it's not my vision. It's not my church. It's not our church. It's your church. But God is leading. Right? God is leading and saying, this is where we want to go. But only out of that relationship can God lead the church. And then just this week, just Friday gone, Craig and I, we catch up fortnightly and, and he mentors me and, and we sat in prayer for at least half an hour. And just praying for, for this vision, for the church, for families in the church, for all kinds of different things. And God led us to pray for, you know, different pastors across Melbourne, different leaders across Melbourne, different, different pastors in our network, different pastors for our national exec. Prayer that, that normally you wouldn't be, be thinking, okay, I should, I should pray for those people. Because they're people that should have it all together. They're pastors of big churches, whatever. No, no. God guided us to unity, but also to pray for and hopefully transform those lives. But it sets us in the right perspective that it's not all about Infinity Church, but it's all about Australia for Christ. And then also on Friday, God showed, uh, God showed us a picture for the school this year. And every year, the school, some of the school teachers get together and pray for the year. And God showed me this amazing vision of, of Jesus standing over each and every kid as they were writing their, in their books and as they were doing their studies. And I was reminded that Jesus is with us, whether we'd like to, whether we remember that perspective or not, but He's with us each and every time. And I pray, God, that you are just with each and every one of those kids and teachers today. Every, every day throughout the school year. And Lord, that you are transforming them. You're assisting them. You're helping them. You're in every, in every little quarrel. And you're in every little you know, encouragement. And you're, you're there at every point to guide and to lead. God, transform their lives. Prayer is a conversation with God 
not just words spoken. Today, we're going we're gonna to unpack three different types of prayer and then we're going gonna to go through. But first, before I do that, can everyone turn to Isaiah chapter 40? And we're going to read from 28 to 31, but it's going to be on the screen. If you don't have your Bible with you, that's cool. It says, Do you not know, have you not heard, that the Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary, and His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I know for a fact that Sam, Jono, Reese, and David are runners. Of differing levels, but runners, okay? It's, it's very loose. It's very loose. Very loose. I know that each one of them would love to run and not grow weary. It'd be great, right? Run and not grow weary. This is, this is God talking about that refreshing. He's saying that if you stay with me, you can, you can do this forever. Soar on wings like eagles. Run and not grow weary. Walk and not be faint. Hey, I want that. Amen. I don't want life to run me down. I know you don't. I know you need that transforming. I want God to be refreshing me all the time. So how do we do that? We're going to unpack these three types. So first one is Scripture. First type of prayer is Scripture. If you're writing notes, there's two ways to do this. So Scripture, and I'm going to, I'm going to show an example in a second. You can pray the words or you can pray the concept. Both are powerful. Both are amazing. They're, they're wonderful. The words have power. And the concept, is it glorifies God. So let me, let me explain. Jesus used the words in Scripture. He used Scripture in spiritual battle. Jesus prayed the words over Himself. So, so the Bible absolutely has power. Absolutely, indefinitely has power. Jesus also taught us the concept of prayer. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 15, and we're going to look at these two different ways to pray Scripture. It says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who's, uh, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. So here's the context. Jesus is saying, be real. Have a relationship with me. Be, like, be real. Have a relationship with me. Don't be just dancing around pretending you've got a relationship with me in public. Be real. Have a relationship with me. I, I know what you need before you pray because God's way smarter than we'll ever <laughs> even come close to. God knows. And so then He gives us one of the most powerful scriptures that has spurred the church on for years and years and years. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Jesus then goes on to say, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. The first concept is you can pray this scripture over your life and it is a powerful scripture. It is absolutely a powerful scripture. When we were praying on Friday with the, with the teachers and, and Veronica, the principal, she prayed this, this prayer. And, and more so than almost ever before, I felt the presence of God with us. It wasn't, it wasn't just a reciting. It was the actual heart of this scripture. God, your kingdom come and your will be done. And so when you declare this scripture over your life, you're, you're partnering with God's words that He's already said. The second way is you can pray the concept. I'm sure you've heard this before, but let's just quickly unpack this concept of the Lord's Prayer. It says, Our Father in, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is glorify and surrender are the first two steps. It then says, give us today our daily bread, need. So glorify, surrender, need. Forgive us our debts, repentance, as we also forgiven our debtors, forgiveness. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, empowerment. I tried to think up a really cool acronym for this and I couldn't do it. Like a really cool thing. Anyway, glorify Him, surrender your life, tell Him your need, repent, forgive others and ask for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So we can pray the Scripture or you can pray through the concept. You can say, hey God, you're looking at the Lord's Prayer and you're, and you're going, God, you be glorified. You be lifted up. It is, it is you above me and I'm sorry for what I've done and put all these other things in front of you. God, I surrender now. Lord, I need you more than anything else in the world. And God, you know my needs. You know what I've got going on. Help me. Lord, I repent of my sin and the things that I've done wrong. And God, if there's any unforgiveness in my heart, show me and let me forgive them. And Lord, empower me to, to go on and have this relationship with you and grow and be stronger. You can pray through the concept of the Lord's Prayer or the concept of Scriptures. But the key here is when you're praying Scripture is that it's building your faith. It is building faith and a reliance on God. When you're praying Scripture over your life or praying the concept of Scripture over your life, you're showing and, and building that muscle of faith that you rely on God and not yourself. You rely on His Word and not your own Word. The second type of prayer is lamentation. Now, really easy if, if you uh, have followed us on YouTube, Facebook, or you're a member of our church, you can go to YouTube 
you can see the uh, sermon series that we did on Psalms, which was Ascend, Descend. There's a playlist on there. And you can look at Lamentations. There's so many examples throughout Scripture. There's David's lament for Saul when he's, when he's grieving for the family and for the nation. There's a million different, different uh, verses. But we're going to read one today and just unpack this. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19 to 33. And I got I gotta warn you, I've skipped over verse one to eighteen only because it's ultra depressing. Okay? So it's just ultra depressing. It is just, hey, my life sucks. I'm so depressed, everybody hates me. I think I might go and eat worms, right? Like it is the whole the whole lot, right? And so verse nineteen picks up and says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well I well remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we're never consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait on Him or wait for Him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. To the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to the one who would strike him and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. Lamenting. This, this uh, desperate plea to God for whatever is going on in your situation. I don't know if you've ever said about yourself, my soul is downcast within me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's rock bottom. God here in Scripture shows us that He wants you to lament to Him. The key here is that it is desperation directed to God, the only one of your friends who does miracles. Like, like let's get that concept for a second. You can, you can pour out your desperate, desperation and hurt and things to, to your pastoral care person, to your connect group leader, to your pastor, to your, to your friends, to whatever. But none of them do miracles. And they'll, they're great. They'll help you. They'll love you. They'll care for you. They'll do everything they possibly can humanly. But more than anything, they'll pray for you because God is your only friend who does miracles. God is your only friend who does miracles. So why, why not bring the desperation to Him? Imagine that you had a friend. Oh, this is a good Tim Blackman story. Does anyone remember Tim Blackman? Okay. Tim Blackman was once our youth pastor here. And uh, Tim is a similar size to Jono. Uh, can't fight as well. But anyway, Tim is a similar size to Jono, just to give some context. Tim used to always say, I was never scared of a fight because I always felt like this massive big brother was behind me in God. And I kind of feel like that hanging out with Jono, is I'm never scared of a fight because Jono, if he's with me, you know, big dude, knows how to fight. I'm sweet. I'm sorted. 
So every time we go to the gym together and someone's getting ready, no, nobody gets ready at the gym. Anyway, imagine the concept of having God as your best friend, the creator of heaven and earth with all of that power as your best friend. Why would, why would you bring the fight to anybody else before Him? Why would you bring the desperation to anybody else before Him? He's the only friend who does miracles. The third type of prayer is meditation. We're going to read Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. There are so, so, so many verses. You can, if, if you wanted, I said last week, don't let Google guide your, um, your refresh, but just hold with me. If you Googled how many meditation verses there are in the Bible, it's so many. And it's not meditation in the way of like yoga. It's, it's meditation in the way of sitting down and listening. The key is to listen, to let God guide you by the Holy Spirit and by the Word. It is, it is the key of sitting with God with no agenda, with no other thing that you want, just sitting with God and saying, hey God, what do you want to do? Hey, if I've got unforgiveness in my heart, show me. Show me who I hold unforgiveness towards. You know, God might lead you to a scripture and it might be a scripture about, you know, sin. And you might feel convicted. God, empower me. And sit and listen with God. It doesn't take two days, like me going away, to listen to God and hear from God. But sometimes it does take a little while to sit in that meditation before you can kind of get your mind out of the distractions of the world and actually listen. Sometimes it takes 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes half an hour. It's okay. It's okay to sit there and listen to worship music or even just shut off everything and go, God, what do you want to do? And clear your mind and listen to God. Get the distractions of the world out. But the key to meditating is to listen to God. Let Him guide you. A little segue here is about tongues. Now, if you have the gift of tongues, you can pray these types of prayers in tongues. Romans 8, 26 to 30 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for, for the good of those who love Him, who've been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that, the, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. I brought this scripture up because at the start I asked, who wants to be transformed? 
and it works perfectly with Reese's communion message. That substitution, that, that becoming like Christ, that transformation of once a sinner now made free. Here, God promises, promises transformation. As long as we love him, that's it. That's the key in there. We know that in all things, God works for the good on the, uh, of those who love him. Love him. That's it. Be with him. Be with him. Relationship with God that transforms us. God will change you. God will change you. God will transform you. God will refresh you. I know He will. I know He will because the Bible says so and because He's done it for me. Not that I would be anything special, but that it is His character within Scripture revealed to us that that's what He wants to do for you. Relationship and refresh. God, we thank you today that you are refreshing each and every person. And Lord, as we take this time to, to worship and pray with you, God, I pray that we would pray through these areas, pray through Scripture, pray through lamentation, pray through, through meditation. Lord, I, I pray that you are just revealing to each and every person what you want to build in them, how you want to transform them. Lord, have your way. Have your will today in this house. In your mighty, wonderful name. Amen.